The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of diverseandengaged.com and a Wall Street alum. And I'm actually a LinkedIn top voice. And I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D. I'm Mita Malik, a business leader, a DEI champion, a working mother, and my superpower is storytelling. Absolutely. And Mita and I, we started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in the workplace from my perspective as a Black woman. And for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman and at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out, as you know, if you've been following the show And then we provide you with tips on not how to survive, but how to thrive in organizations. So, uh, Mita, what are we talking about on today's show? So I want to talk about a topic, D, that we get approached about a lot. And so one of the reasons we started this podcast is because D and I don't have enough time to mentor people one-on-one. We wish we did. And thanks to all of you who reach out to us. And that's part of our episode on burnout, right? You go back and listen to our episode on burnout, but like managing our time. So this is our gift to all of you is the podcast. And we want to talk about topics that you're approaching us about. So today I want to talk to you about my favorite topic, which is why you need to be on LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> why you need to be on LinkedIn. Okay. This is not paid advertisement because I know we are part of Brown Table Talk, is proud to be part of the LinkedIn Podcast Network. But you know I'm obsessed with LinkedIn. And I think it's like game-changing for people's careers. So that's what I want to talk about. Well, I'm excited that we're talking about it because you're a beast on LinkedIn. I am just getting my feet wet, particularly since LinkedIn presents the Brown Table Talk and we have this wonderful partnership. And actually, I'll, I'll tell you this about this topic. That gave me much more respect for the brand. And I think there's something to be said in general about where we are now in these United States of America people. Mm-hmm. We want to see that, you know, wherever we're engaging and spending our time and our resources, that those big brands are right. actually doing good. And so I have much more respect for LinkedIn because I feel seen, I feel heard. And so you're a beast on LinkedIn. You put out a ton of content. I have a little bit of social anxiety over here around LinkedIn. You're so good. You're so good on Instagram and Twitter. You're so good about these videos. I watch you, D. I see all your content. You're like walking down the hallway into a meeting. And I'm like, I wish I could be cool like D. How do you get the video and the music? I can't do any of that. I love storytelling. I love writing and I love content. I like putting words on paper or on a post. And so that's where sparks joy and I'm most comfortable. Of course, as you would say, sidebar, we have video clips from this podcast and Rich Cardona of Cardona Media and Warren, who's our super producer, have like been pushing me to get more comfortable on video. So I've been trying to do more video on LinkedIn. But LinkedIn, I think is game changing. 
for careers. Yeah. I really do. I yeah. really do. Because I've seen the trajectory of my own career and thought leadership just with using uh, the platform, how much it's changed for me and how transformative it has been. Yeah. And I think uh, same here, you know, as a a, a CEO of, of a company, we are a growing company and it has been really instrumental, I think, in building relationships, sourcing, networking, engaging, staying in touch with folks. There is so, there's so much that I've been able to get from LinkedIn that if LinkedIn didn't exist, I'm not really sure Actually, I am sure that that there isn't another resource that would allow you, allow me from a business perspective and as a CEO to engage in the way that I'm able to engage and, and just grow, not just my business, my network, um, but also grow my life. Like meeting people, the ability to meet other people on LinkedIn is so very powerful, whether that other person is a hire, whether it is a resource, right? Whether I'm sourcing talent, whether I'm sourcing uh, partners. D, I think when we think about LinkedIn, and this is really important for allies and employers and leaders listening, is like old rules, people are on LinkedIn to get a job. It's a resume. I'm just applying. New rules is people are there to build thought leadership build community, build connections, and what kind of value that has. I know, you know, I have a day job. I was active on LinkedIn and a LinkedIn top voice before I took my day job, current day job. I know that I show up positively in the world. And that has to, I believe, have a positive ripple effect back on my employer, right? So employers need to start thinking about, like, it goes back to your whole conversation as you've coached me over the years of, like, owning your voice, who allows you to speak, who's muting you, like all the things you kind of negotiate when you're taking a job. But this is where I think like this new rules on LinkedIn, new rules. It's a place to build thought leadership. You know, I'm glad you teased that out because I forgot that there is the perception that LinkedIn is a place that you go because you're looking for a job. And I forgot we moved so far away from that, but there are those who really still think that. So you're right. It's a place to build thought leadership. And when you do that, what I heard you say, Mita, and you're spot on, a lot of times individuals, influencers, thought leaders are over-delivering for the company, right? The company, when we see you doing what you do on LinkedIn, it makes the company look good. It makes the company like, oh, they've got great people over there. Oh, now, you know, I know people. Oh, they, you know, and they're telling great stories. I see a lot of leaders on LinkedIn sharing just their personal, professional journey. And it just gives big brands personality. Like we're a little bit more trusting. In fact, we're a little bit more forgiving when leaders and people in general are showing up on LinkedIn and they are at that big brand, whatever, whoever the big brand is, we're forgiving because we now, oh, they've got some good people over there. Okay, let, let's let's stay, keep the faith. Let's stay hopeful here. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. 
a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors, I'm Laura Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. Let me give you like a real example. So through my work as like a LinkedIn top voice content creator on LinkedIn and through Brown Table Talk, I've had people reach out to me about my current employer, Carta. And I actually, somebody from our Roundtable Talk community was like, I'm looking, I see there's an opening. I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to refer you. And she got the job. So it's very interesting. I have a lot of people who will reach out to me now. And this is like wherever I was working, right? And I think this is true of many individuals. And so the one thing I do want to say is that, you know, you are your own brand. You're a CEO, you're founder of Diverse and Engaged. I get my paycheck from a company, right? And so I think that for those who are looking to start on LinkedIn and to build thought leadership, my biggest piece of advice is when your values no longer match the employer you're working for, then it is time to move on and don't post something in social media, right? Post it after. But like right now I work in tech. You will rarely see me indict tech or talk about tech negatively because I work in tech. I've made that choice. I talk a lot about beauty products now. I talk a lot about racism I see in the beauty industry. I used to work in beauty, but I'm not working there now. So I feel enough years has passed and it's comfortable. And you know, all my juicy stories, I got a lot of years of work experience. So there's stories from all over and likely people are not going to remember. Like most of the people who've caused that harm have moved on. And so that's what I think that's, that's important that you can show up on LinkedIn positively, make sure it's a positive reflection for your employer. If you are fully employed, and in your case, you're building your own brand and your own company, so you also need to make sure you're reflecting the values of diverse and engaged. Yes, and not only reflecting our values, but also I'm sensitive about respecting our clients and our partners. We work with, I like to say, celebrity brands, which are really America's biggest well-known brands, whether they are in tech, they're big four, they're top 10 or big 10, they're fortune 10. In the same way, Mita, that you are respectful uh, to tech because you're there. So that makes sense. I'm managing and monitoring, you know, what I'm sharing and the hat that I wear, one, as a CEO, but on the other hand, you know, just as a Black woman, because so much of what happens or what is happening in the workplace, there's so much around diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is really the umbrella label for what might be discrimination, you know, racism, sexism, and things. But it's also a place to celebrate. It's a wonderful place for me to amplify, celebrate, and acknowledge the brands that are retaining our company. In fact, I got a call from one of our brands, one of our clients. It's a pharma and it's their comms department. And their comms is not our client within the big brand, but our comms wants to be able to share a story on LinkedIn. They reached out. They're like, hey, we know we're doing this work together. 
And there's this one story of the program that you are doing, of which we are sponsoring, and we'd love to tell a story. So I think, you know, there's there's also the other side where there's a positive, where big brands get to leverage our company or you, if you're a talent, they get to leverage and uh, they get a return as well on LinkedIn. They get they get big ROI on LinkedIn when they are able to share positive stories as well as the positive people that are either working at and for the brand or those in their supply chain. Come on, supply chain. Come on, supplier diversity. Come on, procurement. So D, I'm in this season of my life because I come from the school of DC Marshall. I am bold and unapologetic. And I am just going to share what's on my mind and in a respectful way through this podcast, but also through LinkedIn to inspire other women of color to share. And I wanted to go back to like what you said to me offline and online on the podcast is your social anxiety about LinkedIn and social media. And so I want, I want you to share that because I know not just one, two, many women of color will relate to that. Yeah, yeah. And a few people at LinkedIn helped me with this. So I only identified it when either Mora or Leah, and by the way, uh, for everyone who's listening and a, a friend to the show, the top 10 LinkedIn present podcast, there's a woman, Leah, and then there's another woman, Mora. And I think between the two of them, they helped me to identify when I am thinking about what to post and overthinking I think that is a connect to a bit of social anxiety. What I will also know that you, Mita, introduced me to Callie. Callie Schweitzer. Shout out to Callie. Yeah, Callie, thank you so very much. She really talked me through uh, that a lot of us think we have to do LinkedIn. (laughs) She does a wonderful session and a wonderful talk. We think we have to do it, like do LinkedIn. And she, you know, really coached me through, no, you don't have to do it. It shouldn't feel like a job, but I do have a little bit of anxiety and what it looks like and sounds like for everybody tuning in is when I'm thinking and questioning what I'm sharing because I'm managing and moderating the perception or how it may land and whether or not this could, you know, influence a decision about retaining my company or anybody on my team, or if it would have a negative impact or really how the leaders at those companies would view me because they are following the C-suite is following. And, you know, they say, D, I listen to your podcast. And so, so that's what I mean by, by social anxiety. Mita, I do have one story of a couple weeks ago, I posted and then I deleted. So as some of you believe, you know, oh my goodness, you are so confident and you're so bold and you're so this, Yes, and I too struggle with over on LinkedIn. It is an amazing resource and I'm so grateful for it. And I believe in it, which is why I show up every day. But I posted a very real emotion and then I delete it because of fear and because of a bit of social anxiety. And of course, it was about external factors that were going to influence work on Monday. I already knew, hey, I just want to let leaders know. I want to let the allies know. I want to let the C-suite know. Just so you know, there's two Americas and Monday is not going to be the same. People will be hurting, Black people in particular. And here's why I typed this whole post, Mita, and then I deleted it. 
that's the social anxiety. I would hope next time you're going to type it again and you'll send it to me and you'll post it and I will like it and I will comment. Because sometimes it's just that validation. You want someone else to look at it. But I can understand you're managing real you know, it's back to the self-awareness. You have a great company that you're managing, business growing, clients coming to you. And so those are real. Just like as an employee, I have those sort of concerns as well I think about, right? But I also would say sometimes the best content we share is the most honest that we haven't really overthought and that's going to resonate with somebody. But I hear you. I hear you on that. I want to invoke Callie one more time because Callie said to me, LinkedIn is a platform of generosity, And I thought that was such a great way, like for, I like to use it for teaching, coaching, learning, sharing, right? But I am like, I'm not the person I'm working on that. You can go back to our conversation or episode on humility and how to stop being humble. But I get really, I don't post pictures of myself like ever. I get really anxious about that. Like posting pictures of me or my kids. Like I'm going to like, maybe I'll manifest this for 2023, but to do a DC Marshall video, oh my God, like I can't do that. Like your Instagram videos and you're dancing and you're walking in and the music and it's like slow roll. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like, it's like amazing. It's so yummy as you would say. And I have like so much, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what, what it would take for me to do that. But you have to sort of be comfortable in what makes you, you and authentic. Like for you, it's certainly video speaking. For me, it's writing, creating content in a different way. And that's the great thing about LinkedIn. So I am capturing more video because what I have learned about LinkedIn and being a content creator now and a LinkedIn top voice, because again, I've had some awesome advice. And really, to be quite honest, the awesome advice from LinkedIn is really to follow other creators. And so you're on the top five list of people who to follow. And I love that they make it so casual and comfortable. So follow others. Like here are people who are really using the platform in a powerful way. And so I've had a few of those. And so you can write and you can do video and show up in your genius, but LinkedIn also allows a space now mm. for you to show, for others to show up in different ways. And that's why I show up on video because I was like, you know, I don't, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a writer. I talk, I'm a talker. I, you know, I speak all over the globe, you know, 35, wow. up to 35 speaking engagements every year before COVID, like literally. So that's why I do the the videos, but that's what I love about this. Now, I will also say Jamee Jackson, I had a call with her and this is again, um, kudos to all of the LinkedIn team because they've always given great insight from David to Xander, but Jamee, she runs down like five prompts of like, oh, D, you could talk about this, you could talk about that, you could talk about the other. So I will just say for other women, we need to be, you need to be visible. But what I'm noticing on my yes. feed, the more I share authentically, so I'm sharing authentically, I'm sharing organically about my life and not just business, um, but in a business context. That's the the real juice. Like it has to be, or it should be. It should be in a lot of ways, something that is very natural and organic. What I noticed, Mita, how about other women are starting to post more? So the more we show up on LinkedIn as our authentic self. It's the movement, round table talk movement. I just get so happy when I see other people sharing more and more. Sidebar, my husband thinks LinkedIn is a total waste of time. He won't let me tag him in any posts. 
He's probably somewhere here listening to us. He's like, what? LinkedIn? And then, Love you know, it. a few years ago when I got, uh, I got a That's note hilarious. from LinkedIn saying I was nominated to be a top LinkedIn voice and my name was going into the whatever pool. And he's like, that looks like spam. <laughs> I showed him the note. I'm like, look at this email, honey. I think I filled this out. He's like, are you sure this has spam? Are you sure this has some virus? I'm like, no, I think it's really LinkedIn thinks I could be a top voice. Like <laughs> my family's like, don't tag me. Don't that write is about hilarious. me. Don't and I, da, da, da. I'm like, okay, cool. That's all right. I like that. I like the code, the family code. It's almost like either you're a celebrity and or a comedian yeah. where they're not allowed like to be material. I don't, I don't, I don't want any parts of that. I mean, we, we really cheer and celebrate your genius, but we don't want to be a part of your genius. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't promise you won't be part of the material, but I'll promise I won't tag you. How about that? But also the other thing I want to do, I want to talk about um, as we close out and go to the tips is like another thing that I really want to see people doing more that I'm trying to do is to lift others up and to tag people like I did with you recently, right? There's, I won't name the brand, but another racist beauty in store experience. And I posted about it and I said, hey, company, after the apology, what happens next? Hire DC Marshall hire Lisa Hurley. Like I tagged other diversity, equity, and inclusion consultants, leaders to then maybe, you know, just to then say, Hey, here, here's my community of people who are doing this work, who you should bring to the table. And so I hope, I, I hope to see more of that as well. What you just said, Mita is also a credit to the platform that we can solve bigger problems and challenges, workplace uh, workplace uh, challenges right now, it's because we're talking out loud in community and sharing thoughts and insights. So there's so much value there to having a global virtual community. I just think about what did we do before social? What did we do? We didn't have a space for us to all right. convene Absolutely. together, learn from each other. That's amazing. So, yeah. Okay. So as we head into tips, listen, this is my case for why you should be on LinkedIn. I think it is how you develop, cultivate, and create the career you want and the thought leadership you want. And so, yeah, if you want to be on TikTok, that's cool too. I was joking with our producer, Warren, you know, I have a TikTok channel, D. You know, someone made me start one. Someone said to me, I know, someone said to me, they said, you need a TikTok channel because you, 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 got, you give so much good advice. And I couldn't, I was just like, this is too much. You'll find it buried somewhere. There's like three videos, but you also have to do, my, my advice is, is like to do what sparks joy in your life. For me, LinkedIn sparks joy. If it doesn't, that's cool. If you want to be on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, that's cool too. But yeah, my TikTok account is like dying. I can't believe you have that, but I do like you left room for be where you want to be. But I would say because this podcast is about helping you all to thrive, also be where where you need to be that's going to get you to the next level, that's going to get you in community with your people. So there's one part like, and then there's one part strategy, actually, which is going to be a part of my yes. new book. I like IG. It's easy because there's I could just do a quick image because I'm more visual. I'm not necessarily a writer. 
And, and then I probably have a little bit of fear of judgment. So I like IG, but my network and community from a business perspective, um, people who I need to know and want to know, like these, these are really my people. I'm really enjoying LinkedIn to be quite honest, but make sure again, from a career perspective, you know what you like and then know what you need from a strategy perspective. I was going to share one other thing about the social anxiety is really because I'm not a writer and I joke around and say, Wait, no, I missed the window. I'm going to do what you did to me on one of our conversations. Who's an MSNBC reporter? Stop right there. You are a writer. You have a book coming out. That's it. You are a writer. You have a book coming out more on the book. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. Friend. I appreciate Continue. it. I am a writer. You know what? Sidebar, everybody. That's appropriate. Friends and colleagues, it's appropriate to interrupt and stop in the moment when you're holding up, lifting up, and course correcting language and thoughts in love. Like this is so, anyway, let's come back. I used to say I'm not a writer and I make light of it, make a joke about whatever grade that was. I missed that grade and that would be appropriate. So, part of my social anxiety comes from the judgment or the fear of judgment or the perception that folks are judging. She doesn't know how to spell and all of that. And so on my LinkedIn, this is my last story, I promise. On my LinkedIn, I have this series that goes, allow me to reintroduce myself. And in my introduction at the bottom, the PS says, and by the way, I talk in bullets and ellipses and I overuse this, that, and the other. And so no judgment here if things are not lined up. And so that is the sweet thing about LinkedIn and how I have learned to lean into my anxiety, social anxiety, social media anxiety, I should say, and to just get out there. And when you all comment and share, it blesses my little heart. So I thank you so much for that. Thank you. All right. We're leaning in. Lean in to LinkedIn. Lean in to LinkedIn. That is how you're going to thrive. You need it. All right. So Mita, let's go over to tips. Okay. So tips. I think number one, people ask me like, how do you get started on LinkedIn? Start small. You're not going to boil the ocean. Start by posting something once a week. What, whatever feels comfortable and fits in your life, get your profile together put some things in the featured section, start small. I think the second is be consistent, right? Do you've taught me that over the years with habits and coaching? Like you've got it. Consistency is key. If you're going to post like five times every week for a month and then stop, that's just not going to really build the traction and thought leadership. And this is really about creating thought leadership, which D brings me to three over to you. Yeah. Start building. And you know what? And maybe I'll say it this way. While the tip, is to start building thought leadership on things you want to be known for. Said differently, start talking about things that you are passionate about and that you want to be known for. And write to and for the people you want to be a hero to. Those are some ways to think about what to share. And, you know, for me, I'm always thinking about, oh, I have too much to share. So I'm finding my voice too. But we encourage you to consider these three tips, but particularly number three is to begin talking about what you want to be known for. Mita, take us out. 
Thanks so much, Dee. Maybe I'll get back on TikTok and revive that account. I don't know. We'll see. But I will see you on LinkedIn all. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being part of our community. If you love this episode, please share it with someone who needs the advice and support. And please rate and review us. And we'll see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.